everybody. Welcome to Real Talk with Chris and Travis. I'm Travis. And I'm Chris. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this video. And don't forget to catch us on Instagram at Real Talk with Chris and Travis. So today, the topic is being a disabled parent. And uh, this one seems like it's going to be kind of fun. Just just being real. I think it's going to be kind of fun. So I guess I'm going to lead off. Yeah. Tell us, you know, since you got the most experience in this in this area <laughs> um I guess I could you know start off with um you know my scariest I guess you could say the scariest part of parenting for me was when my daughter was a baby like when she was maybe weeks to months old you know, that's my first child. I ain't never had a child before, so you know, I, I have a, a older child, but she was she wasn't in diapers when I met her. See what I'm saying? So having like your own first child, like you see her when she slide out, you know, you know what I'm saying? It was it was scary for me, man. I my biggest fear was that like I always see people like they hold their babies and, you know, they're able to walk around with them to calm them down when they're crying and stuff like that. I couldn't hold her and walk around with her, so I was like, you know, how am I gonna calm her down when she's crying or whatever? But like we said in previous videos that, you know, when you're disabled, you get creative. And so, you know, when my baby was weeks old, months old, you know, babies tend to cry a lot at that age. And she was crying one day, um, and I remember like, she was on she was on um me and my wife's bed and she was crying and her mom, her mom was at work you know so i was dad at home <laughs> and she was crying and i picked her up and i put her in her bassinet and i just like pushed the bassinet through the house mm -hmm. and i guess the the rolling of the bassinet actually like put her to sleep like it calmed her down she went to sleep and she slept you know for a good little minute and then when she woke up, she started crying again, but I knew she was either wet or she was hungry. <laughs> so she actually was a little bit of both. You know, I changed her and I gave her her bottle. She was good to go. Um, second hardest part for me when she was a baby was changing the diaper. That might sound simple, but like for me, I had to have a whole setup. Like if, if we were in the living room, I had to get a chair for me to sit in, um, lay her on the little changing pad on you know on the couch and then I had to like turn her certain ways physically for me to be able to balance myself and like change her diaper clean her up all of that stuff it was a whole thing and I did struggle with it you know until I did it a couple times like I struggled with it so much I used to have my wife check behind me after I changed her diaper be like just check her make sure I cleaned her good make sure the diaper's right you know it's not on backwards or <laughs> on the wrong parts I mean it was a whole it was it was a whole thing you know, I don't know, man. It's looking back on it, like I'm, I wouldn't want to do it again. Let's just put it that way. You know, I'm glad we're at the point where we are now. She's able to verbalize more and tell me what she want or don't want. Like that works out a lot, a lot better for me. Because having to figure things out based off of cries and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, a baby's pain cry is different than a I'm hungry cry, or I just want to be held cry, or, or you know, I'm wet cry or whatever so it's <laughs> it's yeah. it's different you know so all of that scared me i don't know i'm not i don't have any kids yet 
So I feel like I think I would be nervous, you know, starting off. That's understandable. You know, just like maybe feel like I'm not doing something right. Like if I try to pick the baby up and it's still crying or. Hey, it's it's a very scary, (laughs) you know, it's a scary situation. Um, One tip that I had several different people tell me is if if you're nervous, the baby's going to pick that up. If you're scared, the baby's going to pick that up. And I'm like, what y'all mean the baby going to pick that up? And they was like, babies can feel it. Like, if, if you're scared, they're going to cry because you're scared. That made absolutely no sense to me. <laughs> you know, until I realized, like, the more relaxed I was, the less she cried. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, the first time I ever held her the um was the day she slid out. The nurses cleaned her up. And they put me, you know, they told me, oh, they walked me back to the room, to the, you know, the room. And it was like, we're going to bring her to you. And, you know, my wife was on the, she was still, um, like, on, you know, on the table and stuff. They were fixing her up to bring her to the room. And I'm like, man, y'all going to be, y'all going to bring her to me. <laughs> you know, y'all going to bring her to me? Y'all sure y'all want to do that? Like, <laughs> they're like, well, you the daddy, ain't you? I mean, so, and so I remember, like, going in the room and. I, um, you know, I had I used the bathroom and then they was like, make sure you wash your hands good. And I did that. And then they told me to sit in the, um, it's like a reclining, reclining chair that they have for visitors and stuff in the, in the room where the mother's going to be at. And I sat in the reclining chair and they was like, just get comfortable, you know, because you might be in that chair for a while. And I was like, okay. And they was like, are you relaxed? And I was like, yes. And they was like, is this your first child? I was like, yes. And they was just like, all right, so this is what you're going to do. You know, you're gonna make a cradle with your arms, and I was like, How do I do that? <laughs> there was like, basically, just act like you're holding something. I was like, Okay. And it was like, Okay, here comes the baby. And they eased her down into my arms. And I was so nervous. I was like, But what if my muscles like flex too hard and pop her head off of something? <laughs> I was just, you know, I was scared, man. And so they put her in my arms, and I just sat there. I was looking down at her like, Hmm. And she didn't cry. She was just looking up at me. And I was like, "Well, I guess quiet and blinking eyes is a good thing." I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is she supposed to talk at this point? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, and I just remember like people that came by the visit and stuff. They was like, "Man, you're doing great. All you gotta do is be relaxed. Once you relax, she'll relax, and you're good." And I just went from there. I remember like when she got big enough to be in a walker. Mm-hmm. Again, me and her was at home, and it's like the walker came in really handy for me, and I'm gonna tell y'all why. When 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 you're disabled and your baby can't move itself, you you have to pick it up and move it, and it's hard for me to pick the baby up and move the baby and try to hold myself up too. Mm-hmm. It's also dangerous because you know when babies are that small. You can't let their head, you know, move around too much because that could kill them. So, my baby spent a lot of time, like, in the bassinet or just laying on the bed, you know, where I could get to her. And I would just sit on the bed and, like, you know, look at TV. You know what I'm saying? Or I, or I put her in the bassinet, but I'd be sitting right next to the bassinet keeping an eye on her, you know, um, keeping my ears open, too. Because sometimes a baby, like, if they land on their back... They could build up spit in their mouth and they could choke them. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, so I was watching for like spit bubbles coming up in her mouth and stuff like that. But when she got to the point where she could be in a walker, it was like 
we was off and running then because I would um on the days when I like when I had her and I was by myself, I would put her in the walker and she would just run around the house, you know, and I would of course keep up with her cuz she ain't moving that fast. You know, but my ankles were sore during the whole time she was in the walker cuz my feet <laughs> my feet got ran over so much. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, I mean, if I had to give tips for like a new parent or somebody who ain't never done it, it's like yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, what are some tips, some tips. you would, you would give to like a, a individual like me, mm-hmm. or another disabled individual on the do's and don'ts? I the first thing I would say as far as a do is talk to people who already have children or they either been through this stage already, mm-hmm. because they're gonna be able to tell you a lot of stuff that'll help you. Um, now every situation is different, especially when you're disabled, because Every disability is different. You know what I mean? So, the second thing I would say is, you know how you um, people give gifts and you have to buy certain things before the baby even get here? Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would look into the technology. And when I say technology, I mean like the the walkers. Um, they have these, these um, rockers that are almost like automatic. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are electronic where you can put the baby in it you know, you flip a switch and it rocks the baby for you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, um, for me, things things like a bassinet. That's you know, the one we had was kind of heavy. It was real solid. That meant that I could put the baby in in the bassinet. And what I did is I kept one crutch on my own, uh-huh. and I kept one hand on the bassinet, and I would literally like push it, you know, down the hallway, through the living room, in the kitchen. And then come back, you know, push it back backwards through the, you know, the living room, back through the hallway, back in the bedroom. And I might do that, you know, four or five times before she actually falls asleep. So it was like, it was like a workout <laughs> for me, you know, but she fell asleep from the best in there rocking and she good to go. Um, you know, so that's why I say I would definitely um, check on the different technologies and things like that because... Most times, if you're disabled, you know what works for you and what doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So, by you knowing yourself and your disability, you already know what adjustments you might have to make. Uh-huh. You know? Um, another thing I did is, when it was just me with the baby, I always kept her baby sack, like, either right next to me, or I actually kept it, like, on my shoulder or around my neck, you know, walking through the house. And the reason why I did that was because I I can't with my disability I can't hold bottles in in, in both hands <laughs> and balance myself. I'll be in a feeling <laughs> spray milk everywhere. So <laughs> you know, so I kept her bottles and stuff in the baby sack, and I had the bottles you know already made. You know they would just sit in the refrigerator or you know I kept the um the formula when she was on formula kept that in in a little pre made container. And just had the you know the baby bottles with the with the the water in them, you know. So when it was time for her bottle, again I you know used the alarm on my phone, or wait you know for her for her certain cry, cause that's how I knew she was hungry. And I would you know sit down wherever I was. She was in the bassinet. I whip her bottle up, you know what I'm saying, and take out the bassinet, give her her bottle, and once she finished the bottle or whatever, you know, verbal. And lay her back in the bassinet. And then once she got kind of cranky from being in there, 
that's when I knew it was time to move because she wanted to be rocked and whatever like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I did what worked for me, you know, because with my disability, having something to lean on makes things a lot easier. Um, having something to carry things yeah. makes things a lot easier. So, you know, and that's what I did until she got to the point where she could be in a walker. When she was in the walker, I made sure like every every day when I was with her, especially if I'm by myself, the walker was like right by the bed. So I wake up, you know, get her out the bassinet or whatever, put her right in the walker. And when she was in the walker, I, I ain't stop her. She she go down the hallway, I go down the hallway. <laughs> you know, she go in her room or she go in the living room, I'm right behind her. Mm-hmm. And when she got hungry, I feel, you know. She needed to be changed. You gonna she gonna either cry or you gonna smell it. That's that's pretty much it, you know. Or the diaper will look full, you know what I'm saying? If it if it look full, you know it's time to change. Uh-huh. Because when a baby pees, it don't smell like when it poops. I mean, so and a lot of stuff I mean, giving tips is good and all, but the most to me the the thing that helps most when you have a kid for the first time it's just experience. <laughs> I mean, it ain't no different than running a business that you've never done before. You you gonna learn as you go. Uh-huh. You know, now it does help majorly to have a support system because you know if I didn't have my wife, if I didn't have you know my mom, my dad, my sister, my grandma, you know what I'm saying? Um, some of my cousins who came by and helped out. Like if they wasn't telling me stuff, it's some stuff I probably wouldn't have known. <laughs> you know, and people were like, you got YouTube, you got Google, but it's like. Who got time to Google something when your baby's screaming? It's like, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on, you know? I think the biggest thing I'm worried about is, uh, I mean, I guess, like, if I I was to go somewhere, Mm -hmm. like, I probably wouldn't be able to maybe, like, push the stroller and roll at the same time. So I probably have to have my my significant other with me, though, every time. So that'll be my only biggest concern. Of course, like, going out in public. You know, and, and see, like, when I say do research or, or look for certain technologies, okay, like, in your case, like you said, like, pushing up, you know, the stroller and trying to roll the chair. Well, it, it might look a little weird, but if you, like, find a kind of a bassinet that can fold up and, and you know, it, it can collapse and open up and all that, do that. See what I'm saying? A bassinet is like a small bed on wheels, uh-huh. so it's it's gonna be a lot easier to push than like say like a um a stroller. You know what I'm saying? Now they do have some strollers that's made like a bassinet. You see what I'm saying? You just gotta find one that's it, it's got a heavy frame on it. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you get one that's got a pretty solid frame on it, and that way you got your hand on the handle for the um you know the stroller. And you just, you know, you push the chair. You know, you're going to figure out what works for you, I'm telling you. Yeah. The only, the only reason you're going to figure out what works for you is because you have to. That's it. Yeah, in that case, yeah. You know, and you'll figure it out. And then, of course, um, like I say, the baby sack have all the stuff the baby would need in it, you know. And that's something you'll figure out, too. You know what I'm saying? you, If you have to change your baby in public. And y'all in Walmart because you had to go get some stuff. Hey, you just have to change it, you know. And most times, I mean, when people see somebody disabled with a baby, they're not finna be like, oh, why are you doing that? 
No, nah, most times people gonna come up, they're gonna be like, hey, do you need some help? Because I can help you, you know, do you need... Uh-huh. People normally pretty good about that, uh-huh. you know. My guess is because it touched their heart to see somebody actually, like, you got a lot of challenges yourself, but yeah. you're out here, like, really taking care of your kid. Like, uh-huh. you know, I think that touches a lot of people's hearts. So, they, they you know, most people will help you. Yeah, I mean, unless you're the kind of parent I was, I was really, really leery about everybody just coming up touching my baby and stuff <laughs> so you know you step on everybody huh i did <laughs> I, I i did people would tell you like there was like man when when i had like when Gigi came out there was like bro, he was so mean because I, 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 <laughs> I think i'll be the same way I, mean, I, I was mean to a lot of people uh-huh. <laughs> i'll be the same way because i mean it's like your your child you know you're, you're seeing right. and you i don't know what people be having i don't, I don't know what know. you do with your hands like when nobody just touching your baby you know i think that's uh, I understand that. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me would be, you know, not having to worry about myself all the time. You know, I have another life in the world to worry about. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's got its pros and cons. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know, um, one of the pros I think when when you have a child, and this go for anybody, it don't matter if you step parent, real parent. You know, it don't matter if it's an older child, it's a baby, a younger child. It's like when you're a parent. Sometimes you get down, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might be having a rough day, and your child just come up and start talking to you. Mm-hmm. And you don't know why, but it's like God used that child to actually lighten your heart. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's got some pros to it, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's a lot of government kickbacks for having children. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. People that get them refund checks every year, they, <laughs> they be excited. Yes! <laughs> you know? But, uh... Parenting is, uh, it's, it's, it's good, but it, it, you know, I'll, t- I'll put it like this, the simplest way to put it, parenting is hard, it's hard, you know, but it's worth doing, but you might not see that until the child is maybe late teens or in their early do- adulthood, mm-hmm. that's when you start seeing that, like, parenting has paid off, mm-hmm. because the child like however you was raising them whatever you you know instilled in them you start seeing those values come to head you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and once you see that it's like i did it right <laughs> i didn't screw it up as bad as i thought i was <laughs> you know so man it's definitely got its good and it's bad i think something else that um i guess you can say i would uh have to be aware of if like you have kids and you have a disability mm. it's like having to give them advice on how to handle other kids that might have like concerns about you know like why is your dad like that or why this or some kids might say some rude things yeah you know so i mean like how would you handle and that really i i hadn't had that situation happen um i think it's mainly because I don't I don't go to my children's schools as as much you know I'm always kind of in the house, uh-huh. um, but on the off chance that that conversation does come up, especially with my you know my my baby girl she's only six so if that conversation does come up, the information I'm gonna tell her is number one you know just don't worry about those kids, if they ask you about me, just tell them he hurt his legs, I mean that's the simplest way I can put it you know. He he hurt his legs, you know, and they're like, well, how did he hurt his legs? 
he he failed. He just he failed. Because if I go in detail for her, she might <laughs> she might get a little mixed up trying to give that information to another child. Yeah. You know. Um and again, this is where like parents and teachers they they help, you know, because if a child is asking another child like, "What happened to your daddy's legs?" Maybe the teacher would overhear that conversation and be like, "You know, everybody's, you know, different. Not everybody can walk on two legs. Mm-hmm. Her daddy needs four, <laughs> you know. So, and maybe the teacher can kind of help explain things to that child because I'm not there to talk to that child or their parent is not there to, you know, explain things to them. Um, you know, so that's my biggest concern with that would just be, you know, tell my child just, you know, don't don't worry about it. And I know sometimes that's that's not that easy to to do because the other child is kind of like. They may say, like you say, say hurtful things. <laughs> and, you know, I can see my child being very defensive. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like me, want to fight. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not prepared for that call all the way. <laughs> you know, I might laugh on the phone. I'm like, hey, did, did she fight? Like, yeah. did she win? <laughs> what does the other child look like? Like, what? <laughs> they probably going to be like, sir, that's not... But uh, yeah, you know. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's a it's a good thing being a parent, you know. It like, is. There can be some challenges, especially if you're, you know, if you have some limitations. Oh, most definitely. But I mean, it can be done. I'm mean, sure. I uh, I had a situation um recently, and you know, if y'all follow the podcast, y'all know I don't drive. So if something happens, I either gotta call nine one one or I call. My mom, my dad, you know, my support system. So I, um, so what happened, you know, me and my kids were at home and my wife was at work and my baby girl is going through the stage where she's, you know, her baby teeth are coming out. So we were sitting down, I was um, playing one of her board games with her and she went to the bathroom and she came back real quick. And I'm like, you know, Gigi, you all right? And she was like, daddy, my mouth bleeds. Just like that. And I said, huh? And I was like, look at me. And when she turned and looked at me, like her whole mouth was full of blood. I mean, it was dripping like all out her mouth. And I didn't know what to think. I was just like, oh. Um, I was like, okay, are you in pain? Does it hurt? She was like, no, it's just blood. And I was like, she's taking it better than I am. <laughs> so I jumped up and I'm like, okay, let's uh, go to the bathroom. So. I took her in the bathroom and it was just running out of her mouth and I was like, um, stand over the sink, you know, and she's, a, you know, the, the sink was a little tall for her to be able to lean all the way over in it. Mm-hmm. So I just made her stand there. I had to go get one of her little chairs, um, for her to stand up on. And when she stood up on the chair and she leaned her head over the sink, the blood was just coming out, coming out, coming out. And I'm like, man, what is going on? And she was like, it's my teeth. And I'm like, all your teeth shouldn't be bleeding, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> your teeth shouldn't be bleeding like that and turns out like one of her teeth was coming out and it was just just bleeding um i had her like um i told her like i got a little cup and i was like here swish some water in your mouth you know rinse your mouth out and just keep doing it until it stops bleeding and it actually worked i mean it's you know she stopped bleeding i didn't have to call 911 i didn't have to call for no help you know my wife called to check on us and i told her you know, but my my daughter actually like once her mouth stopped bleeding, she reached in her mouth and pulled the tooth out herself. It was that loose. So, 
once the tooth popped out, she stopped bleeding. And I was just like, man, don't scare me like that. Like this. <laughs> Kids can be a blessing, but they will give you gray hair. Huh? Man, my heart was in my shoes. <laughs> I said, man. It's never a dull moment. Right. And see, that's another thing with children. Like, <laughs> you don't have time to get bored. <laughs> just, you know. You ain't got time for nothing. Nothing. I ain't no deep couch sitting, for real. Because... <laughs> As soon as you get comfortable, somebody screaming, somebody hollering, like, man, what is going on? You know, and every child is different. My little girl, she don't, you know how some kids will, like, put toys on the floor and they'll play by themselves for hours? That's not her. She won't, she won't you down on the floor with her, you know? You make, you make this baby doll talk, and you make this baby doll talk, they're going to talk to each other and they're going to talk to me. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? She like, I'm sitting here watching you make them talk. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, no, don't watch me make them talk. You make them talk. <laughs> but she like, Daddy, I can't, I can't come up with the stories you do. <laughs> you know, so that's one of the games we do. I have to get all her baby dolls and make them talk in different voices and all of that stuff. It's, it's weird and fun at the same time. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but she love it, you know. So I don't know. I guess another tip that I would give would be. Um, if something scary happens, number one, don't panic. Mm -hmm. Because if you panic, you might not think. You know, you might not, you might not think all the way through. So, just just don't panic. You know, because being a parent, you're gonna have some scary situations. It's it's gonna happen one way or the other. Um, but it, I think it's all worth it though. You know, like I said, everything is. You know, you you see the big payoff when they get older. You know. You might not see that payoff when they little, even when they teenagers. You might not see it, but when they get old enough, <laughs> you'll see it. You know. Mm -hmm. I just feel like also, I mean, if you are a parent that's has a disability, I just feel like you should still, uh, you know, don't let it, don't let, don't let your limitations stop you. You know, just right. You know, that's that's huge. Yeah. Cause honestly, I I used to think that, you know, number one, I used to think that I would never have a kid. Um, due to my disability. The second thought I had was if I have a child because I'm disabled and I was born with it, would my child be born with a disability? And the doctor who actually delivered my child was the one that cleared that up for me. He was like, just because you're born disabled does not mean that your child is born disabled. And I was like, that's possible? <laughs> he was like, oh yeah. Your, and he, he said it. He said, your baby he was like, she wasn't even here yet. He was like, she don't even have any signs of any kind of disability. I think that's something that everybody should know. Because a lot of people have that stigma, like, oh, if this person has a disability, and if they have a child, oh, that child's going to be like that. Mm -hmm. That's not true. So that's a little note for those, uh, uh, I guess you could say, you know, for the females out there, if you get with a guy that's disabled, your child will not be. <laughs> that doesn't mean the child's gonna be disabled, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, my wife is not disabled. Neither of my children are disabled. And our house is just me. But I am the big dog at home though. <laughs> I try not to bark too much. I, I do. Flexing on them. No, nah, I don't like to flex, man. You get your muscle <laughs> deflated doing that. It's <laughs> You know, but yeah, man, parenting when you're disabled, it, it can be hard. Um, so, you know, if, if you have a support system, 
definitely, you know, use that support system. Do not be afraid to ask for help, because that was me too. You know, afraid to ask for help, feeling shame because I had to ask for help. Don't feel shame, because even, even able-bodied people have to ask for help when they, when they come to children, especially if it's your first one, so don't feel shame. Um, also, I mean, Google stuff, YouTube stuff, all of that stuff is not bad. All of it's, you know, not bad information. Um, before you have a child or, or when you find out you're about to have a child, talk to doctors, you know, that's what they're here for. So, so talk to doctors, you know what I'm saying? Um, but also too, if you're a person that's disabled and you're either about to have a child or even if you have a, you know, a baby or something like that, um, you know what worked for you and don't just, don't be afraid, you know, take it one day at a time, one step at a time. You'll figure things out and you'll get through it, you know. You will. Hey, I'll take them expert tips, man. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but... Uh, expert tips. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say I've been through enough to know a little something. <laughs> Would I do it again? Oh, no. Nah. No, 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 no. One time is enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I look forward to it maybe one day. All I say is take your time, man. Oh yeah, I, no, <laughs> no rush. Yeah, no rush. Just take your time. <laughs> well, as I said, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because the ball spots is working. They went, they way in on me. <laughs> That's why I always keep my head up like this in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this video. And don't forget to catch us on Instagram at Real Talk with Christian Travis. Also, we have an email address. It is Real Talk with Christian Travis at Yahoo.com. So y'all can hit us up there if y'all have any questions, anything that y'all want to, you know, discuss, any topics y'all want to know about, please hit us up there. And we'll be back next week with another video. Stay tuned. And we out. Peace.